In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended thee, and justly deserved thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray thee of thy boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, Alleluia. Your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Alleluia. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Teach me your way, O Lord. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries. For false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, Alleluia. Your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Alleluia. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Glory be to God on high, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. We praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee, we glorify thee, we give thanks to thee for thy great glory. O Lord God, heavenly King, God the Father Almighty. O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sin of the world, receive our prayer. 
Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For Thou only art holy, Thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. O King of glory, Lord of hosts, uplifted in triumph far above the all heavens, leave us not without consolation, but send us the spirit of truth whom you promised from the Father. For you live and reign with him in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for Exaudi, the seventh Sunday of Easter, is from Ezekiel chapter 36, beginning at the 22nd verse. Therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, It is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of your holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which you have profaned among the nations, and which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness and from all your idols I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my just decrees. You shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from 1 Peter chapter 4, beginning at the 7th verse. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling, as each has received a gift. Use it to serve one another, as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, 
in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia! God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. Alleluia! I will not leave you as orphans. I am going away and will come to you and your hearts will rejoice. Alleluia! The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 15th and 16th chapters. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, When the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me, and you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father nor me. But I have said these things to you that when their hour comes, you may remember that I have told them to you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost 
of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our hymn of the day is hymn 193. It's hymn 193. Christ the Lord is risen today, sons of men and angels say, raise your joys and triumphs high, sing ye heavens and earth reply. Love's redeeming work is done, fought the fight, the battle won, Lo, our sun's eclipse is o'er. Lo, he sets in blood no more. Vain the stone, the watch, the seal. Christ has burst the gates of hell. Death in vain forbids his rise. Christ has opened paradise. Lives again our glorious King, where, O death, is now thy sting. Once he died our souls to save, where thy victory, O grave. Soar we now where Christ has led, following our exalted head. Made like him, like him we rise, ours the cross, the grave, the skies. Hail the Lord of earth and heaven, praise to thee by both be given. Thee we greet triumphant now. Hail the resurrection thou. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah.
The Lord wanted to see that his disciples would be prepared for the days that were ahead. Not just the immediate days that would take place in mere hours, but those days, those weeks, those years that would come after he had ascended to the right hand of the Father. And he knew them better than themselves. He knew them better than they knew themselves. He knows us better than we know ourselves. For he is the very word by which all things were brought into existence. He is the one who still carries this creation towards that final consummation. And he knows it well. For he himself was made incarnate. He understands the struggles and difficulties of living in a sinful world, for he underwent them all himself. He knew what it was to be hated and despised. He knew what was waiting for him in mere days. He knows sorrow, sadness, Temptation. He can sympathize with our weaknesses. And he knew what it was like to be hated for the truth. And he knew, he knew what the disciples would face in the days ahead the fear that would seize their hearts, the persecution that they would endure at the hands of people who called themselves the children of Abraham, the very people of God, the death that they would face because of him. Those days were coming. The hour was at hand. So he wanted to prepare and warn his disciples what was coming, that they might not fall away because of them. He would see to it that they were ready for the days to come. And he would send to them the Helper, who would see that they were strengthened to endure all things. For they would be sent out. The church has been called to be in the world. That is not an easy task. The life of the Christian is not an easy one in this fallen world. But the Lord has seen to it that we are strengthened to endure all that comes our way. After Christ's resurrection, he would often exhort his disciples to wait in Jerusalem for the coming of the Holy Spirit. He told this to Mary as he sends, them, sends her back to the disciples, telling them to wait for him. He tells them in both Luke and Acts to wait until they are clothed with power from on high. The angels 
as they stood on the mountain looking up into the skies after the ascended Christ, tells them to go back to the city, for he had promised the Spirit. Coming was the one who would see to it that they would be strengthened, that they would be witnesses as they were called to be. This one who was to come would be their helper, to support and strengthen them for the work which they were being called to do. Shortly after these events in John's Gospel, the Lord would send out the apostles into the world to proclaim his death and resurrection. As the Father has sent me, so now I am sending you. But you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The gospel must go forth to the nations. The peoples must hear this gospel that they might believe and come to faith in Christ. This is the call of the church by God that the gospel would be proclaimed. The Lord would see to it that this is accomplished, but it is done by means of his people. God is a God of means. He works through the things of this creation to see his blessings poured out upon his people. Though he could come immediately to someone with no mediator, he has chosen in most circumstances to come by means. And he has chosen to see his word proclaimed by people, by his own creation. He spoke to his people through the words of the prophets which he put in their mouths and upon their lips. He comes to us in the means of word and sacrament, in the physical and tangible things of this life, to bring to us forgiveness and salvation. He comes to us by men called to proclaim his word. And so he works through his church to see his gospel go forth. And so the apostles would be a witness as the Spirit would bear witness to them. He will bear witness about me, and you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. The apostles going forth would bear witness to what they had seen and heard. They saw the risen Christ with their very own eyes. They heard his word and gospel given to them as he taught them in his earthly ministry. And they would proclaim this gospel. The book of Acts is an accounting of them going forth, proclaiming this gospel after the Spirit was poured out upon them in Jerusalem. The Spirit would strengthen them to do the work which had been given them to do. And so too are we called in this life to bear witness to those around us. 
We are called to point those around us in word and deed to the grace and mercy of God found only in Christ. As Peter says in his first epistle, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation that they may see your deeds and hear your words and come to believe in Christ, to have faith in his work on behalf of us and in his death and resurrection, that we, may, that we might have eternal life. When Peter speaks of Gentiles here, he is not speaking of physical race, but rather of the unbeliever. The Gentile in this context is the one who does not yet believe. We speak with those around us concerning the deeds of Christ. They are for each person. Christ died for you. A phrase which we can say to every person we meet in this life that they might come and believe and receive the good gifts of God. With this, the Lord also gave to his disciples a warning. The context into which they were going was not an easy one. I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. Jesus warned the disciples of the things to come and promised them the coming Spirit that they might be ready and prepared when persecution, trial, and hardship came that they would not fall away in that day. And these things would come. Jesus does not say if the hour comes, but rather when the hour comes. They were to be strengthened, that they might endure that which would come to pass. And the words of Christ would indeed come to pass. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. The stoning of Stephen is a prime example of this. In Acts chapter 7, we have the first martyrdom of a believer recorded in the Scriptures. Stephen was one of the seven deacons appointed in Acts chapter 6. And he goes out full of grace and power and proclaims the gospel of God. There were many, though, who did not like this. and caused all kinds of trouble, even crafting falsehoods against Stephen. That in the end, they would stone Stephen right then and there, shortly after being seized, preaching to them the gospel. They would be incensed against him and stone him in anger. And when they had completed their act. 
they laid their cloaks at the feet of a man named Saul, a Pharisee, a religious leader of the people. They throw their cloaks down at him, saying, isn't what we just did a good thing? Is not pleasing to God what we have done? And Acts chapter 8, verse 1 is striking. And Saul approved of his execution. Saul approved of what they had done. The Pharisee standing in their midst says, yes, it is a good thing which you have done, a service to God which you have done. The hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. And the apostles, as they went out, would face these circumstances time and again. Paul, after his conversion, would again and again be thrown out of towns, have lies and deceptions crafted against him, have riots spurn that the authorities might come down upon him. They would plot to kill him such that he would have to flee from town after town. He recounts in 2 Corinthians 11, all the physical, emotional, and spiritual hardship which he endured during his ministry. Lashings and beatings, stonings, shipwreck, robbers, hunger, thirst, starvation, and his own worries for the congregations which he had planted. But he concludes in the end by speaking of the contentment which he had learned and the complete and utter sufficiency of Jesus' grace. Truly, the life of a Christian is not an easy one. Though it, in this time we may not endure the persecution which the apostles needed to endure, the devil is still attacking in his own way. The hurt when a brother or sister in Christ sins against you, which can so often well up within us anger and bitterness. We can't forgive them for what they have done. We won't forgive them. The despair of our own sins, which can cause us to wonder if God can even forgive us for that which we have done. Temptation which we hear and feel in our own heart, those which we so often succumb to. And even in our day, the church is assaulted. Throughout the world, the church is facing true, hard persecution and even martyrdom for the faith. In our place, we have a culture which is moving ever more against the teachings and doctrines of the church. The things which the church says concerning the sins of the day, more and more good glances from others or even those who do not want to associate with a Christian anymore. Those who we saw as friends, 
suddenly don't want to be anymore, when they find out you're one of them. Even a temporary hospital in New York that many were crying out against because of their stance on marriage and homosexuality. We're simply looking around and knowing that this is not how things ought to be. This is not how our Lord created this world to be. Sin is not how it ought to be. Death is not how it ought to be. We can despair of life in this world, of sickness and disease, of hardship and trial, of death. And so for this reason, the writers of the epistles often exhorted their hearers to endurance in the faith. As Peter says in our epistle lesson, but rejoice in so far as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. We suffer in this life as Christ suffered before us. Our suffering is a sharing in his own. And though we suffer, let us endure to the day when we will be glad when his glory is revealed. Where he says in another place in this epistle, your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. The writer to the Hebrews says, Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. And he says also again, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. The promised spirit is the one by whom this endurance is done. He works in the word of God given to us, inspired by him and written for our instruction and learning. He works in the holy sacraments that in these physical elements combined with the word of God, we might be strengthened ever deeper in faith. He works in the mutual consolation of the brethren as we build each other up in the faith and in all good works, in grace and mercy and in love. The Spirit was promised and poured out upon us, giving to us hearts not of stone, but of flesh. The Lord wanted to see that his disciples and all those who came after them were prepared for that hour which was coming. We have been called into this world. But the life of a Christian in this world is not easy. But the Lord has seen to it that we would be strengthened to endure all that comes our way and finally to attain eternal life in Christ Jesus. For Christ is risen. 
He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. Next Sunday, May 31st, we will be resuming in-person services in the sanctuary here. Um, an email um, along with a post on Basecamp and a letter mailed to the members has been sent out to that effect. Um, there will be some restrictions on the service uh, because of the continuing uh, circumstances that we have found ourselves in. And because of that, we have also asked uh, that you kind of reserve a spot and just let us know if you're coming um, because we do still kind of have to limit uh, uh, the numbers that we will have in services to abide by the recommendations of the uh, governor um, along with the fire marshal. It's a little more than what we expected at first, um, but we will be sending out uh, the instructions on how to reserve um, a spot uh, in the coming days, um, it'll probably just be a link uh, to go to an event that has been made um, and kind of sign up. If you have any issues with that, uh, please let either Pastor Parsons or myself know, um, or you can just give us a call and let us know that you're coming um, and we can sign you up. So, the Lord be with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace that is from above and the well-being of the churches of Christ and for the godly unity of Christendom, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house and for those who in faith, piety, and the fear of God offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Matthew and Eric, our shepherds and bishops in Christ, for all pastors and teachers and all people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our nation and all our people, for our president and Congress, our governor and legislature, our judges and magistrates, and all who serve in public office, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and the sorrowing, for those who mourn, for those in need and distress, for the homebound and the infirm, for those to whom death is drawing near and for us all, that when our last hour shall come, we may depart this life in the confidence of the sure faith, the consolation of a right, devout, and holy hope, and in the communion of Christ's holy church, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Recalling those who have gone before us in the faith and rejoicing to share with them in the Sabbath rest which Christ has won for his people, that together with them we may be found faithful in the day of judgment and rejoice in the day of the resurrection of the dead, let us pray to the Lord. 
Lord, have mercy. We pray this day for Brian Sortman as he continues to recover. Almighty everlasting God, the eternal salvation of them that believe, hear our prayers on behalf of thy servant Brian, who is recovering, for whom we implore the aid of thy mercy, that being restored to health, he may render thanks to thee in thy church. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. Amen. We also keep in our prayers this morning Kenny Morallo, brother of Lynn Overy. O Lord, look down from heaven. Behold, visit, and relieve thy servant Kenny, for whom we offer up our supplications. Look upon him with the eyes of thy mercy. Give him comfort and sure confidence in thee. Defend him from the danger of the enemy, and keep him in perpetual peace and safety. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, in this earthly life we endure sufferings and death because we enter into eternal glory. Grant us grace at all times to subject ourselves to your holy will and to continue steadfast in the true faith to the end. That we may know the peace and joy of the blessed hope of the resurrection of the dead and of the glory of the world to come. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Taught by our Lord in trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee, and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee, and give thee peace. Amen. Amen.